Welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. It's been a minute, but we are back for the Umbrella Academy Season 3, Episode 3. I got a pocket got a pocket full of lightning that is now stuck in my head, and I hate you for it. Written by Robert Askins, directed by Cheryl Dune or Dunye, one or the other. I thought this was an okay episode. I gave it an 8 out of 10. I am... A little unsure how I feel about the trajectory this season. I feel as if our characters are not our characters, with the exception of maybe Klaus. Everyone else is kind of there. And that's sad because I like these characters and I feel as if they are being absolutely neutered. You guys suck. And if Allison's outfit and drinking is anything to go by or increase drinking and desperation, I am thinking she's going down a path I'm not going to support. And I understand that she had a child and she had a husband. But let us all be very frank no one really saw her with those relationships to ever really feel or be convinced of the feeling that she had for either mainly because she went a whole season without mentioning her child and while she we did get to see a little bit of her relationship with ray even as it was being presented it felt as if it was a stand-in for her feelings for luther now i am not necessarily i think i mentioned this on that ship per se but it made it more interesting than what either of them are doing currently victor is i just like victor i like the fact that victor is getting to be victor he's kind of being the voice of reason he's trying to come up with ideas he's trying to be the leader that he's always wanted to be even though the team particularly luther and diego resent the fact it still stands that that one arthur original hargreaves did train him for being the second in command because he knew he had the necessary leadership skills that luther never possessed So I feel as if they're doing better job with Victor, a slightly better job with Klaus. They're keeping Klaus the same, but also, as I stated in the previous episode, allowing him to act because that's something he can do. But the storyline seems to be underwhelming would be the word that comes to mind. And I hope in the next seven episodes that can change. I know that Shy already reached out and said she has tried, but she can't really get into the season. And I can, I can relate. I can understand that feeling, particularly if you don't have a lot of time to watch TV or you're being more particular with what you're watching. I understand that, but I will see this through because this is one of my favorite shows and I do want to see where it goes and maybe there will be some improvements. 
not striking it out just yet but i do feel a noticeable difference i'm not sure if they ran out of material because that's what happened to another show a lot of people just still years later like to bring up in a hysteric panic and associated with every other show on television i'm like guy i need you to learn to get past some things like i'm i'm i have things in my past that i still could bring up if i really wanted to but i am nowhere on social media or in any other show that i record uh, making those comparisons because they're different shows and i know that and until the finished product is put out i cannot possibly start to bring up such a comparison but in this case since there is a little bit of correlation because these are based on unfinished the series based on unfinished uh, book series or graphic novels how much has the the production team uh, not the production team but you know the writers room had to come up with new and enticing story arcs that maybe aren't as laid out as previously now that i'm off of that rant who do we want to talk about first let's go to luther because he is definitely low on the totem pole the lowest on the totem pole of interesting people which is a shame because i really do like the actor i think that he's a good actor and they've turned him into a lovesick slightly better dressed (laughs) hulk of a figure of a man who goes to a newsstand after leaving sloan's room watches the paradox happen and thinks that it's a good idea to steal condoms and goes back to the hotel no one notices that he was gone and i appreciate at least alice being like but did they hurt you and then don't lie clearly we all did not we were preoccupied with other things and he's become the new klaus and that's hilarious i got a pocket got a pocket for lightning <laughs> it won't stop so luther has a catch-up moment with diego where he is told that vanya is victor he thinks that they should have a party show that they support him welcome him in the bro club and uh i did like this part of diego he shows more concern for victor than he does for his own kid which is uh a little pandering but especially what they're doing with victor as well uh not victor luther because we know that vanya fans in the past and now victor fans might be feeling some kind of way about they've never liked luther they have just they found ways to drag his character because of what he did in season one and it's been a downhill battle for him so they keep trying to redeem his character in different avenues however this is by far the worst (laughs) making him a love struck overgrown kid who's all like i'm already after meeting someone and having sex with them for one day ready to have kids 
and a dog and a white picket fence and grow old together like what this escalated way too quickly it's silly you know doing listening to love songs after you just witness people disappear from the world and you're told that there's a crisis going on and you're just like yeah let's throw a party and i want to get married it's like you're living in la la land while everyone else is in reality and it does him absolutely no favors but i did like when victor came up to him and diego's like he wants to throw you a party because he wants you to feel loved do you feel loved yes good because you are that's all i have to say about luther let's go over to diego and his son stanley who is trying to practice his karate moves his mother lila is upstairs in the bathtub and decides that she's not going to check on her son at all she's just going to go off and do her thing telling diego in the process that he needs to be a good father and i'm like when are you a good mother i love the actor that plays stanley and i know he can do so much more so i'm rather disappointed that they are not giving him so much more to do other than being allergic to donuts and his son every five or his dad every five minutes trying to get rid of him by giving him six dollars and telling him to just go because it's too dangerous because he's got to prepare for the inevitable fight with the sparrows that he's been left out of by making molotov cocktails i just don't know what they want to do with this and i don't think they know what they want to do with this it was an interesting concept and it feels as if diego is not learning absolutely anything lila tells him look it may have been a few days for you but it's been decades for me and i have slept with many men many 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 men have came in me my pussy is exploding from the dicks i've had and he is very hurt by this news can't go 50 50 with no hope we will follow up with her in a moment following diego Steele. his son comes back eating a sandwich because you know i'm not about to just go out in the world with six dollars in a place i've never been to and fuck off he wants to help he wants to he makes a speech like nobody wants me he doesn't feel bad for him being the the bullied child you know with the stutter i would just expect more from diego in this particular situation so it feels out of character in a way that he's just completely ignoring him and yet saving him when it matters because she says the only connection we do have is our kid so take care of him but that's a lot to throw on somebody decades later like oh by the way i had your kid and also i really kind of don't want him because he reminds me of you and i'm over you even though i'm not really over you so i just i don't know him saving his life at the end was nice but at the same time that's what any normal person would do and he calls himself a superhero i would think for your son you would have a little bit more to offer than to strangers let's uh move to lila and five upon realizing that she is upstairs 
they get into a nude fight which was just weird even though it was well choreographed so i was like okay and when she gets her ass kicked which i was glad because at first i thought they were gonna let lila kick five's ass and i was not gonna be all right with that just no and after he puts her in a position of okay fine what do you want he says look i needed a briefcase because i need to see what's going on at the commission because there's this uh demonstration that explains the grandfather paradox like a kid he hates his grandfather blames him for all the terrible things that are wrong in his life create builds a time machine goes back in time kills his father but he kills him before he uh ever impregnated his mother which led to him existing so how can he exist if he went back to the wrong time period and killed his grandfather before he was supposed to exist and it's considered one of the worst things that can happen so much so that this is a reenactment to show that we don't want to fuck up in this way at all so they being the most familiar with the commission need to go back and speak to herb and figure out what the fuck is going on because both of their briefcases do not work which is supposed to be an impossibility i'm not sure why he couldn't just pop downstairs and inform the rest of them that particularly allison who thinks that this is not their home which is something they get into an argument about because she says every time you keep pulling us into these fucked up situations which kind of points but at the same time he could just let you all die and have moved on with his life it's because he loves you and he sees you as family that he didn't allow the apocalypse to happen as he keeps going around feel you know she's saying you know you keep sneezing at apocalypses or something to that effect but that is something he did so that they could survive so that your child could survive and thus on one hand i want to say you're being absolutely irrational allison but on the other hand you are day drinking like it is no tomorrow and you've been through kind of a lot in the last 30 days or so so i'm gonna let i'm gonna let that pass i'm gonna let that pass because you should be acting irrational because she's finally emotionally being traumatized and i think there's some validity in that uh and she has been the one that's been rather on a pedestal for a very long time so i'm more open to this idea despite it feeling a little forced <laughs> um but she's got the sunglasses on she's got her dark i'm gonna be an evil person outfit on she's embracing it she's embracing it because she's like oh there's a chance we can go home and he says this is our home you need to accept that he then doesn't decide to uh to quash that dream for real because that probably would not would be better than getting her hopes up as she has the rest of this episode back to them two they decide to work together to try to do his idea which is hot wiring the briefcases (laughs) and i did laugh at his shit and she says i knew that wasn't gonna work and then they have their conversation about like i would think during the fight is when they would have had this conversation you killed my parents fair enough you're allowed to hate me for that 
And trust me, I hate you because you're just a disgusting, foul person whose breath smells of garlic. Shut up, Meg. She is annoying. Representation matters, so I'm glad she's here, but I do not like the character. <laughs> Have not liked the character since her introduction. Not warmed up to her since, so I'm totally on Five's side in this scenario, even though, yeah, she has a reason to hate him. And he says, look, but he points out something she, for some reason, didn't think to put together. Like, you're talking about the handler. Not only did she want to kill you, she did kill you. And then I went back in time and saved your life. And while you're taking all your anger out on Diego, like he had anything to do with anything. And you're the one that used and abused him so that you could kill us all. So I'm not really sure where you think you're going with this whole I'm blaming Diego because that doesn't make sense. That idiot might actually love you. And of course, that's enough to quash their beef so that she can come up with a decent idea to get them to the commission by using the combined force of her mimicking his power to transport them not to the ice age but to the very frozen landscape that is now the commission let's go to allison and victor victor is the one saying hey i know number five is annoying and he's very cryptic however he's the expert on this let's not pretend that we're smart enough and maybe we should listen to him because people are disappearing I did laugh when he said lobsters when they met up with number one and number two now, which is Raven and Ben. Ben has become the most unlikable character in the series. And that's crazy because we spent a whole two seasons, or is this season four? I maybe, yeah, this is season three. We spent two whole seasons loving Ben. So this paradox of changing our loving characters, it just feels it doesn't feel the same and it's not fun to watch one has to admit because they decide to meet up and discuss the marcus situation when luther explains they think that we took marcus victor is like this is kind of our responsibility because we did bring the apocalypse with us as we tend to do and is willing to negotiate and explain the situation and maybe one of the others will be open to the idea of assisting them meanwhile back at the academy or the sparrow academy raven is the only person actually concerned by the missing people and ben just thinks it's something that the umbrella academy is doing themselves because why he then calls himself number one now that Marcus is gone because all of these Sparrow folks are ambitious shits that have a, I feel they have a duty to care about each other more so than a genuine actual sibling need or emotion to kill or emotion to care about each other. And they are about to get into a fight where he starts to crush one of her Sparrows but then and this is another just underutilized completely we thought we got some mapping of her story in season two and then now she's just the robot mom that goes around <laughs> speaking in tongues encrypting messages about god and how marcus was called home and when raven thinks to actually question this ben's like don't worry about it how about i do 
So Allison and Victor meet up with Ben and Raven. They want Marcus something that they admit they have, or at least Allison admits they have in exchange for the briefcase. And they, Ben admits they have the briefcase, even though <laughs> they do not in exchange for Marcus. So both, uh, uh, two on both sides are lying with the other looking at the other sibling like what the fuck they walk away victor is calling allison out on the fact that she's not being her calm cool collected self she's taking a little bit of a erratic behavior reckless behavior move and it is worrying to victor and allison says look i have my little brother can kick their ass so I have the most powerful person in the universe that is the apocalypse so i'm not too concerned about confronting them even though i feel as if you should be but she also doesn't give a fuck because this is her last hope and then you have victor saying yeah and i care about sissy too i love you bitch oh my god i ain't gonna never stop loving you bitch. and other than the fight that's the last we really get from allison who just watches Diego's son you would think she would as a parent have more to offer him in this moment but she's grieving once again and I think the loss of that I think is a telling sign about the balance of the group in itself that you do need each to play their particular role because they do offer something that's necessary and Allison being the cool collected one being more of the voice of reason you see that that is diminished and now given to victor but victor doesn't have quite the same clout as allison because they don't have that same relationship allison was the baby the girl in the family and she still is the girl in the family and thus all the boys were very you know when she was bleeding that's the one time where they're like allison you know they all would go for her and so not having that light there for them i think is is uh maybe an effect of them spiraling and during the fight uh we finally get confirmation that's harlan which is sissy's son the weird guy who eats sandwiches packed in his briefcase and listens to his stomach as he's eating them he makes his appearance just to save them in the nick of time as christopher and no one else it seemed in that fight were taking down the umbrella academy with very little ease even though we see Allison did try to use her powers. However, that that could be a sign that she may upgrade to be able to fight this off once again because although two went down from the Sparrow Academy, the two I didn't give a shit about had one scene and it was the most uninteresting scene between two people ever. Um they die and the other three get away. They retreat very quickly. I don't know how she recognized Harlan in that old man's face, but there, it's finally canon in the show. My first question is why they knew because they went down to the basement and they finally figured out what Grace was talking about. And Grace admitted this is what took Marcus, took him home to heaven. And it's God's power. She went down there speaking to that shit in tongues. And I was transported back to my Pentecostal church days that I was forced to watch a overset white man speaking tongues to me that shit was terrifying hey,
Get the fuck out my house. So they know that Marcus wasn't taken by them. They know that there is this uh something's happening that's taking people because they explained it to them and they asked the team up. So why come to the hotel just to kill them? I feel as if Ben is unhinged and just ambitious and vicious and spiteful. And this loss, quote unquote, is just another reason for him. He just feels like an inadequate person displaced and doesn't know where his his true self is. And this version of him is disgusting and I don't like it. Oh my God, bro. Oh, hell no, man. What the fuck, man? that was their names alfonso and jamie i was like yeah i didn't care about them we got one scene and that goes to our last story arc which is klaus klaus gets in a scuba diving outfit to go through the sewer system to get into the sparrow academy and you gotta admit that guy has major major commitment when it comes to his particular traits he is willing to go the mile talking about this is like old times he is the only one that is following up on the fact that they all had mothers and that their father may have possibly killed them and he wondered he asked aloud do you think that dad would kill innocent people yeah of course for sure that's not even a question so he decides he wants to confront the man because no one else is interested in this particular story arc so he scuba dives into the house he ends up in reginald's room and we get the first indication that reginald has been well not the first indication we find out he is being kept on a leash he's being medicated to keep him docile they have him signing papers that he's not allowed to read or even ask questions about probably involving his wealth they he has the better academy but they have outsmarted him and are not emotionally tied to him so that he doesn't actually have power over their lives and that's how they maintain him and his uh in his little room with old movies all cracked up or whatever medication he's on xanaxed up so klaus begins to feel a little empathy towards him hearing how he's spoken to realizing that he's not the same person as he used to be he says that he didn't kill the mothers that he's incapable of doing so he falls asleep and says the word oblivion i have a feeling that's supposed to mean something other than that's where he wants to go <laughs> in his sleep and he klaus stumbles upon the what do you, i think in the note in somewhere they're calling it the google blitz in the basement and he sees grace just casually walking by talking to it and he is of course very confuddled these niggas crazy as fuck he was able to impart some advice to the old man but i have a feeling he's gonna break him out or something but he says he teaches him how to hide the pills without swallowing them something he picked up in rehab 
so that is an indication that reginald is gonna break out of what he needs to do so that he can become the person we used to know but is that a good thing or a bad thing and when are they gonna find out he's a fucking alien that's the question i have that has yet to be explained to me so i think if they spend the rest of the season building up a little bit of the backstory that'd be great and i do think they have the opportunity to do so where's pogo in this world i know he was in the trailer so i have a feeling much more things are going to go on sloan was saved by luther oh god that is the most dis uninteresting shit i've ever seen in my entire life i'm just gonna throw that out there i do not ship them i'm glad that he has his happiness i really am but that is like basically two mayonnaise sandwiches disgusting let's head into the feedback what up Stina? it's mimi this is my feedback for umbrella academy season three episode three now i know it's only been three seasons i don't know why in my mind i feel like we've had way more seasons of the umbrella academy when i was looking for it i turned on the tv and i was like why is it only letting me do three ep three seasons i know i know i've watched all of this and then i'm like wait shit it's only saying there's three there's not a fourth one i'm looking for the fourth one it don't even exist i don't know why i feel like there's four seasons of umbrella academy but it's definitely not um but this episode i feel like we're finally getting somewhere um that that ending when she, i don't know how victor knew that that was harlan but i was trying to think of that little boy's name because i don't remember who it was but someone it was probably you christina maybe you were shy i don't remember i know it wasn't me but someone was like you think uh you thought that maybe um victor transferred some of his powers into harlan when when he saved her when he saved him um i don't know it seems as though he's look he was looking for them um i don't know what's going on with the timeline but it seems like maybe i don't know what kind of powers um harlan has and he's very weird but when every time he opened his suitcase i would see like numbers on the sandwich or like in these little sandwich bags and i'm like is that a sandwich or is that are those like papers like he has the, the suitcase with the recordings in it and then the suitcase like it looks like he has like sandwiches with numbers in it but it's always the numbers of how many of the hargrave kids are still there the umbrella academy so i don't know if that means something but he's very peculiar like why are you listening to your food digest like that's weird but that ending was the shit because i don't know why they decided to make one of the characters a fucking box but that shit weirds me the fuck out and clearly that motherfucker is powerful because um reginald was fucking scared of him they're like don't let me don't make me get christopher and he like started to cower i mean i'm not saying reginald deserves to be treated like this but it's it's some it's one of the things that i always say like you know when people say you don't miss something good until it's gone or the grass is always green on the other side um you know you think you you think you found better you think you're gonna do better you think you 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 got rid of the 
something terrible to gain something better and it turns out you made the situation worse because now like granted you were successful with your your academy but they don't think of you as a father they literally use you as like a figurehead like you're the money like they don't give a shit about you at all like they look annoyed that they had to go give you pills <laughs> to me that's fucking terrible and even still like um the way just um why, why am i blanking on this man's name klaus klaus i was gonna call him simon and that is not his name that was the character he played in the shadow hunter movie that never got its sequel it wasn't very good but that's neither here nor there but klaus like even still like he still loves him even though they all like they do they have hatred towards reginald because they loved him you know and he treated them like shit um and i think i it seems as though like i don't even think i actually put it together until i think it was luther that said it uh last episode that they were you know the umbrella academy they trained together they they did everything together they fought crime together until ben died so the fact that you know reginald didn't even put it together that that is what broke them and then five disappeared so that was another brother gone so it makes sense why they turn they turn like that and klaus was a druggie because he 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 was scared of his powers and like who wouldn't be who wants to fucking see dead people <laughs> that sounds terrifying and i think if it wasn't for ben dying and him seeing ben i don't think klaus would have ever got a handle on his powers because he they scared him and he kept himself medicated because he didn't want to see that shit and that's understandable and uh and it i get it because reginald is an alien so maybe he doesn't comprehend like human emotions is something that's very misunderstood and it's even it's even too complicated for us other humans to understand so you can't even expect an entire different species to get it but look what you did reginald you were so disgusted as you put it with the umbrella academy that you went and picked a whole different group of kids and they fucking hate you and they treat you like shit they lock you in the room and they don't even talk to you <laughs> you're just in there with the tv on like some old great grandpa with dementia who they got to keep around because they need his um his um monthly check hope you're happy with yourself and i understand like uh that the umbrella academy makes assumptions that they that they're causing this paradox but they didn't they didn't change anything it was reginald so i don't understand why they feel like they're taking like why it's their fault that this paradox has happened because they didn't do anything it was not them clearly now we have the mystery of their who killed their birth parents so i'm thinking it's I always want to call her Addison <laughs> from Grey's Anatomy, but I don't remember what her character name is. That handler. I'm assuming it's her because that bitch will not die. I I don't know if she's like reverse flash and she just got 77 herself walking around. Um and that's how she keeps ahead of everything because she has a couple her doppelgangers around. I don't know. I I don't know. I have no idea, but She's always the answer because whenever I think she's dead, she just keeps coming back. Um, but someone intentionally did that. Um, 
And what's going on with Allison? Like, girl, I don't understand. Like, what what makes you think that you can fix this? Like, and, and why are you ignoring Victor? If you guys are going to have a plan and you go in there with a plan, why are you changing it? Why don't you just tell him, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, why do you just go like, no, we have your brother. <laughs> Girl, that's why they went in their guns blazing. Because you, y'all know y'all getting y'all ass kicked. You know you can't fight. Diego got this little boy that he clearly doesn't know what to do with. And just a side note, I understand that, um, what the hell is her name? I want to call her Delilah, but that is not it. Layla. Layla. I think her name is Layla. Whatever Diego baby mama name is. I don't even feel like looking for it right now. You know she gets on my nerve. But, like, first of all, you bring him a child that is 12 years old that he didn't even know exists. He didn't even know you were pregnant when he last saw you. He saw you a few minutes ago in his mind. And, like, why are you mad at him that you was raising his kid on your own? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> How is this his fault that it's been 12 years for you? Because you keep time jumping and hopping through time. I, <laughs> I can't comprehend her logic. And then you leave a whole ass grown child with a man who ain't never had a kid. And your kid clearly does not is not a good child. He doesn't listen. <laughs> he don't know how to behave. So I just, the both of them, I, I just, it bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so annoying um I did like the scene uh, with Klaus and and Reginald when he was like you're kind of growing on me I feel like that was the first time <laughs> Klaus ever heard anything like that speaking of Klaus how come we haven't seen him use his powers I would like him to use it find find Marcus dead body and talk to him I don't know if he would have a body because he walked through that bulb of light whatever the hell that is the god as um the their mom says <laughs> um um what else uh and just i guess the last point is um what's going on with uh luther <laughs> oh i remember us theorizing that he was a virgin he had never had sex before because he spent a lot of time on the moon and then he came back and uh, alice was married with the children and he lost his chance with her but i think we just literally got confirmation that that man was a virgin that's a, it's hilarious <laughs> making mixtapes i don't know what he expects because i i feel like nobody's bringing up the obvious <laughs> that um this is a time paradox so both you guys can't exist at the same time because you're both like she's not supposed to be here history has changed so if we go back and fix it you're gonna be umbrella academy and sparrow academy will not exist so you and sloan can't be together like this is a doomed relationship and i didn't think about it until looking at five um talk about the paradox or whatever and i'm like shit this relationship is doomed and i feel bad for luther because he just can't catch a break poor guy um, speaking of five, that scene with him and, uh, is it Delilah? What the fuck can I not, why can't I remember this girl's name? It's going to bother me. I'm going to look it up. Okay. It is Lila. I don't know why I just drew a blank. I mean, I know I don't like her, but I just, there's no excuse. It really isn't. Um, 
but that scene where him and her and uh five were fighting and she was naked i just couldn't stop like looking at it like oh my god is is that little boy looking at her titties <laughs> i don't know how old he aiden is in real life he's grown so much he's probably 18 by now i would assume so i don't freaking know i'm about to look it up he is 18 okay he's about to be 19 so he can see her boobs that's fine <laughs> i was just thinking oh my god i know this girl ain't showing her her tatas to this little boy <laughs> he grown now it still ain't right because when i look at him i see a little baby <laughs> i think about the little five how does she how does she put it the little pale pale knees pale knobby knees <laughs> in them shorts <laughs> oh i was like that was the funniest thing she ever said I will miss those pale knees or something like that because his knees were very knobby, very bulgy, little skinny bird legs. <laughs> He's grown now, so that's good. Um, I'm, I'm very excited to see what's going on. I don't know why the um, the command center, whatever they call it, the commission or whatever is in Z Siberia now, but that'll be interesting to see. So I am looking forward to this next episode. So I'm going to go ahead and end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. Uh, I thought it was four seasons too. I'm glad I'm not the only person that thought it was four seasons. Because I totally thought it was four seasons. And I was surprised it was only three. Um, she probably had a bra on in that fight scene, but that's hilarious that your first thought is, no, save the boy from the titties. That boy been looking at titties since he was 13 years old. Pornhub is an easy one click, two clicks away. I don't think that's the first time if she was naked, he saw himself some titties. Just throwing that out there. Uh, <laughs> you're right about the Sloan situation with Luther. It is a doomed romance. I could definitely, t I definitely agree with that um i don't see how it's gonna work out for them or if i'm being honest do i care so there's that as well <laughs> uh i'm not sure if it was me or shy either that brought up harlan getting powers it may have been shy but uh yeah that's definitely come into play what does that mean i don't know and I hope the handler is not coming back. I cannot stand that woman. I do not do Kate Walsh. I don't want to see her again. I don't want to see her pop up in this season. She has been the enemy for two whole seasons. Can we please just move the fuck on? Those are all the thoughts that I have to add to the podcast, to your feedback. But if you have any thoughts you want to add to the conversation, blackercouch at gmail.com. You can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.